0: Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. This week's episode is a conversation between myself and Pastor Gary. Remember him? We had a lot of fun sitting down to talk. We haven't been together on a podcast in a long time. And so this was a real treat. We really enjoyed taking this moment. And and, and what we do is we're discussing this theme that we've already been looking at on the podcast here and there of knowing love and showing love. This will be our theme at Bethany in the year moving forward And we also just discussed the ways that this particular theme really integrates and connects with our life and our ministry teams at Bethany Lutheran Church. Even if you're not a member at Bethany, uh, there is still a whole bunch of really good stuff in this episode that I think you'll enjoy because we do get into the theological implications of this little uh, couplet, no love, show love. And there's a lot of neat stuff in there as we kind of dive into what this means for our life as Christians. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Thanks, as always, for your support of the podcast. Please uh, share this episode with other families and friends, or go on to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. All of that helps other people discover the podcast, which we really hope um, we can continue to do. But now, here it is, conversation between Pastor Gary and myself on Knowing Love and Showing Love. Hey everybody! Thanks for hopping on this podcast. We have a special episode. I'm sitting down with Pastor Gary. Pastor Gary, say hello. Hey, hey, he's Good here. I'm glad everyone's <laughs> joining today. <laughs> and we haven't we haven't done a podcast together in a long time. I know summer
1: has th- practically <laughs> went
0: by before we got seriously. So we needed to do this. And in prep for the fall, we're moving into fall programming here at Bethany. And we're kind of unveiling this new theme that that we've really been exploring for a while this Mm -hmm. summer, but it's going to sort of guide our ministry and our ideas for maybe the next two years or so in a lot of ways. We think that there's enough here with it. And so you've heard it. No love, show love. And just to pause, it's (laughs) K-N-O-W love. Show love. Some people get confused and think it's no love. And, like, no, 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 we want all the love. I um, <laughs> wanted to clear that up right away. So, no love, show love. And, yet, Pastor Gary, just jump in. Like, talk to us about why you're excited by this theme and, and the things that stick out to you in that phrasing.
1: What excites me about it is the fact that it's, it's a theme that doesn't have a beginning or an ending necessarily. It kind of depends on wherever you are. Your first encounter might be that someone shows you love, your first encounter might be that you learn more about God's love. But there's not an end time. It's not like we're gonna take two months to know love and then two months to show love and then it'll be complete and we move on. Yeah. There's, there's no way this can end. The cycle of knowing love and showing love is something that, that probably only increases. And I think that's what I like about it is that the more you know, the more you show, the bigger it gets,
0: that's what excites me about yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's like a snowball effect, yeah, isn't it? Just kind of like churning and, and building on each on itself. Yeah, I, I love that it rhymes. Um, <laughs> that's like my favorite part about it for sure. But also, it just as I think about it, it just strikes me that this is so much what the life of faith is all about. You know, yeah. you can't it can't just be about knowing that God loves you and just keeping that all to yourself. But it also, in the same sense, can't just be about like exhausting yourself. By being fully in service to the to your neighbor all the time. Right. like There's a recharge that needs to be a part of it. That cyclical nature, like you said, that sometimes, you know, you might feel depleted. And like, you know, I've been showing love all over the place, but I don't feel loved myself. Well, yeah, maybe you need to come back to that knowing love piece of the puzzle. I just, I really appreciate that. And I know you were talking to me about this a little bit about... In particular, the knowing love that knowing god 's love is a little different than knowing God too, exactly. so I, I want you to talk about that just to clear it up too
1: yeah so so often we 'll talk about this because we 'll talk about it in education terms, faith formation terms, mm. and when we look at that, we realize that we could fill our head with biblical knowledge, mm-hmm. we could fill our head with theological knowledge that is knowledge of God. But if that's all we did with it, it would stop there. I mean, I think my brain has the capacity to know more and more and more about God, and it has also the ability for it to be contained there. Mm. But when you talk about God's love, well, then my brain can't contain it because it's almost like God's love comes into my life and I learn about it. I learn about how how deeply God loves me, how deeply God loves the world, But there's a natural extension of that that says that's no longer now simply an educational enterprise Mm -hmm. but it's as if my brain says okay i have all this knowledge about god's love not just about god but about god's love the only thing the brain can do is to send it to your heart Mm -hmm. it's as if it's as if the brain says okay this is not just for me to know anymore but it's like the brain says okay all of this has to be a part of your heart and when that happens your heart says, okay, this has to be extended to the world and so then it, it goes out to your hands. That's why I think it's yeah. a difference about just saying, let's have education classes and learn more about God. No, it's we're we're
0: talking about learning about God's love. Yeah, that's an important distinction. That's an absolute I love that. Uh because too, like you're talking about, when you're talking about knowing God's love, like you said, it's 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 more emotional, it's more spiritual and you just think if you Do a whole bunch of research on a topic, you know, you know a whole bunch of details about Mm -hmm. this, that or the other thing. But it's when you read the news story and you learn about what's going on and it touches your heart and and you feel compassion for the people affected by the natural disaster across the world. And that's when you're moved to show, to 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 donate money to the cause, to go and volunteer your time, to put together care kits or whatever it might be. There really does have to be this like emotional connection with the knowledge. And that's, right, like that's what the no love kind of gets at. That's exactly, yeah, I I hadn't thought about that before, but that's really cool. Just the way that it has to flow that way. It can't just be no stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. No God's love because that's what will move you to show that love to other people. Right. Fascinating. And, And I think that's the beauty of the church.
1: It's it's different than an educational enterprise that you might have, where you might say, of course, you know, you're going to go to education because you're going to learn something that's going to help you be employed or mm-hmm. do something along the way. But let's face this: most of us went to either middle school high school, college, or beyond, and we learned a whole lot of things that we will never put into practice. Uh, You know, hardly at (laughs) all. The mitochondria (laughs) is the powerhouse of cell. Very good. (laughs) We're right there. You know it, and so all of a sudden you go, oh, but for trivia night. Those those things will never come up. But it's one of those things where you'd say, but with God's love, there's nothing about it that isn't going to be used. God's mm. love is will never be wasted. The more you know about God's love, the it,
0: it will it will never lie fallow. It will yeah. always find an outlet into the world. And in the same sense, what could the world need more these days? <laughs> yeah, than connection with God's love, right? And that and that's what honestly, like the showing love, what it's about too is you are kickstarting the the cycle for somebody else Absolutely. you're kickstarting the snowball effect you are showing love and that helps them to know love which hopefully compels them to show love it's this beautiful cyclical system that hopefully keeps building on itself right yeah. the the pay it forward type model well let, let's talk though gary one of the other things that i know we both are really excited yeah. you know like we, we came across this phrase and it and it rhymed so i was in <laughs> um and you had all the really big thoughts about why it's a good idea uh, but then we also realized it totally fits within the actual structure of Bethany which That's is really cool. So it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's almost like we planned it that way but we really didn't. Uh, this is just a, a happy accident we discovered. So yeah, talk walk
1: us through that real quick. Sure. So our ministry council is broken down into four ministry teams. We have the worship team and the faith formation team, the educational component. Mm-hmm. Both of those are ways that we primarily know God's love. Now we would say that worship is a complete package and we mm-hmm. would understand that but So much of what we do in worship through the singing, through the proclamation that comes, are ways of us gaining in knowledge about God's love in a lot of different ways. And then, of course, through faith formation, uh, again, none of these are static. None of these are strictly no love. None of these are strictly show love. But education is that time when we do open ourselves up to hear more and more. So those are really no love
0: ways that we that we grow in into this aspect and then we have on the flip side of that our other two ministry arms are Mm -hmm. hospitality and outreach and you can kind of see both of those are primarily focused on showing this love to others in the ways that we welcome people and are hospitable and create a a welcoming environment at Bethany and all we do and then in the ways that we give you know to our community and make our community around us better through our time our talent and our treasure and so yeah it's just and, and of course they all influence each other and i'm yeah. sure that there's some people here who are deeply involved in outreach and they love that part but then they also are here on sunday morning for worship and see that as an important part of their rhythm of life yeah. and you can see how the two kind of interplay it's it's a really great again we we did this we kind of stumbled into <laughs> yeah, it but i really, really like did. that that it fits this way <laughs> uh, so say a little bit more though about how we know love in worship i want to just kind of break this down for folks too to just get into the nitty-gritty of what do you think the particular ways that that happens there
1: i think one of the very things we would understand as you enter in you realize you're walking into a community and god's love i think is best known in community because it becomes it becomes more complete that way and part of that is because it, it goes beyond ourselves. The love that we take in has to find an outlet somewhere. And I think that's really what the church does. It provides outlets for us to both increase our knowledge of love and increase our ability to show it. But in worship, we have those opportunities. There are so often when you're singing a hymn that the person who wrote that hymn will just have this phrase that strikes you. Yeah. And you're like, wow. that's it's, it's almost it's, it's a revelation the way it the way it hits you uh, in in a sense that you you realize that God's love found a deeper way into that person's life which gave them the ability to put it into mm. uh, into words in a way and somebody else was able to put it into music. And you realize that on some Sundays you'll sing a certain hymn, you'll look out at the congregation and you'll see that person who either is on the verge or just crossed the verge of tears <laughs> in their eyes and you realize how powerful that is. And some people would say, "Then, oh, music is really powerful." And I'd say, "It is, but it's music about God's love that's it's that really powerful."
0: Cool. Yeah, but it's- know,
1: Stairway to Heaven—it's a great <laughs> song. It's never brought me to tears.
0: How great thou art! Yeah, you know. Well, and it's—it's it's exactly what you're talking about, though. What you're talking about earlier about these ideas, these big thoughts descending into our heart yeah right like music right. has a real way of doing that of a phrase or an idea or a thought that you've probably encountered before i'm guessing sure right? but yeah, the, the perfect turn of phrase with the swelling music gets into your heart in a different way it becomes an emotional experience not just an intellectual experience at that's that right point.
1: yeah and we hope of course through worship the Hearing of Scripture and then the proclamation of Scripture; mm-hmm. we hope those are ways that we know God's love as well. And sometimes, when we hear that, we might say, "Well, sometimes we hear that we're not perfect." Well, that also is part of God's love. Knowing God's uh, love doesn't mean that God is nothing but wanting us to live our lives with with baskets of you know puppies and kittens. Sometimes it's a matter of God. Bringing a loving rebuke. Yeah. And we need that sometimes, but that's still a way that we know God's love. If God didn't care about us, God wouldn't care about our actions. The more we know that mm-hmm. God cares about our actions, the more we know how deeply God loves us. So I think it, it comes in either way. Even those ways where we ex- we experience God's extreme joy, but even when we experience God's correction, they're both very loving attributes of God.
0: The way I've heard it said before, I don't even know who said it first, right? But that God loves you exactly the way you are and God loves you way too much to let you stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always really stuck with me of a very profound point that none of us have arrived yet. And so, yeah, those rebukes, Can be really important you know and and it Mm -hmm. can it can also open you up to god's love in new ways i would think too absolutely well so i want to talk to you about faith formation yeah because you might not even understand all this but we've been taking (laughs) on the faith formation side of things um, some really intentional, um, adding some really intentional ways that we are helping our young people know God's love yeah. a little bit more around here at Bethany. Because the thing about faith formation, like we've talked about earlier, it can be a lot of knowledge of like, you know, we need to teach you sure. the Lord's Prayer and the Creed and the Ten Commandments. And here, let's do a Bible study all about the intricacies of the Gospel of Luke. All good things. <laughs> well, they're wonderful and really exciting <laughs> at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And what we're also trying to do is find ways to, to make it personal for people and for them to know that Bethany is a loving place and a loving yeah. space for them. And that, you know, we are just creating within our programming that already exists, that does maybe a little more of the intellectual stuff. Just some different um, rituals and things that we'll do on a regular basis to help people know that this is a safe place, that they're cared for and loved by the community that surrounds them, mm-hmm. and that that's all rooted in God's love as well. Right. So just little things like at story time on um, Wednesday nights, when our young our elementary school students will go to story time on Wednesday nights to participate, and they'll get to hear a Bible story told in a really compassionate way, but it's going to start with just an intentional time where they're welcomed into the space. And that we ground that in saying like, you're welcomed here because God loves you and because we love you and we're glad you're here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's again, little ways, but all of that helps build this out of helping people know God's love in addition to learning a lot of the knowledge parts too. And
1: I think that's the beauty of having something called faith formation. You know, sometimes I think the church over-churches itself. And so we use these phrases that make us seem grandiose. Why don't we just call it education? Why do we have to call it faith formation? But what you've just described is exactly that. We are not filling people's heads with Mm, knowledge. mm -hmm. We are forming them as faithful people. And as faithful people, you will be those beacons of God's love to the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's really... The, the part of it that says, if it was just, okay, we got to teach you the Ten Commandments, come in, sit down, and learn these. But no, we're actually bringing young people in, letting them realize that these Ten Commandments are gifts to them for their life of faith and how they carry them out. We are forming the faith in our young people and our adults as well.
0: That's Absolutely. so important. And it's those types of, that formation is what will really serve them well. When life gets difficult, oh. when they head off to college, when something you know tragic happens in their yeah. life, if they've been formed in the faith, that can really be a place to fall back upon. Whereas book knowledge doesn't right. always you know carry the same weight. Sure. We'll talk now. Let, let's shift to the other ones. Yep. I want to hear you talk about outreach and how that's showing love because I, I mean that that one seems obvious, but I'm sure you have <laughs> some good ways to, to speak about it too. It
1: is, and I think what's so compassionate about outreach at Bethany Lutheran Church. And and, and I'm not saying it's not other places as well. So I'm not not calling out Bethany as like the only one who gets this right by any means. But it's a matter of looking out at the world in a way that looks at people who are, maybe have needs that we don't have, whether they're economic, um, whether they're social, whether they're food insecurity, whatever it is, we look out at those people as needs, but we look at them with such deep compassion and with such dignity. That's what I think mm-hmm. sets apart how the church can go about things. To be mm-hmm. honest, I'm okay sometimes with the government if they simply have to provide for the, the, the goods and services that people need. Mm-hmm. And, and they almost do that on a, on a, in a clinical way. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because they're doing it on a scale that, that might be the only way that can truly happen. But there's something about being moved by God's love to look at a person— with such compassion, with such dignity, and that doesn't simply bring them a good or a service, but actually brings them hope. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the driving force. And that's that's why we need both the governmental programs and why we also need the faith programs, because people need to know that in the midst of a bowl of soup comes dignity, compassion, and hope for their life.
0: Right, and in an effort to hopefully help them know God's love themselves in a difficult moment and at a difficult time, certainly, because that can be so healing and so empowering when you're at your worst. I'm sure we've both had experiences like that, where coming to know God's love at a moment of real despair or struggle is what helped us turn the corner. At least I know that's the case for me. And and again, like that's what you're talking about. Like some of these services, I I agree with you too that you kind of need both arms, um, you know, the secular and the sacred, but in the same sense, that sacred piece can can get people in touch with something different than just normal goods and services. Absolutely. Get them them in touch with the way we talked about
1: that song, you Mm -hmm. know, that moves you. Well, now it's a matter of saying, somebody didn't just give me a bowl of soup. Somebody actually loved me and fed me. That's really what we hope that people will experience from the way that churches and faith communities reach out to
0: them. Well, and then on a similar vein to that, the the element of hospitality yes. that we really try to commit to here at Bethany. I feel like that's another way just, you know, the way that we can welcome people um, and make their experience at a church a, a positive one. Just feeling right. like they belong, like they're not an outsider, like they didn't miss, you know, all the the secret handshake and cues. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, you know, providing food at different times. Yep. You know, all of those ways are just ways that people can feel welcome and have a have a good experience when they walk through these doors. Who knows? You you think about it. You know, many people, right, they've been coming to Bethany forever, and they feel welcome here, and they're they're excited to come because they can know someone else. But when people go looking for a church and church shopping, Mm -hmm. it's because there's something that they need, right? Maybe they're just new to the area, and they need Uh community. But maybe something really difficult happened as well, and they need to find a place where they can feel comforted and whole and that begins just with the way that we welcome them and, right. and make it feel like, yeah, you belong here. Like there, there is something for you here. We're glad that you're here, and we want to help you in whatever it is that you're struggling with. Yes, um, all of that is just so, again, so deeply healing for individuals um, to, to to be able to show them love like that. And so that's the thing I, I for all our listeners out there. Um, whether you're members at Bethany or at another congregation, um, you have such an opportunity every week to show love just in the ways that you welcome people or talk with them or yeah. introduce yourself to someone you've never met before. That is what the world needs as a whole, and, and you have no idea how much that could make someone's day. Yeah. Um, they expect the pastors to welcome them, and we'll do our best on that. <laughs> right. But there is something next level about when a random you know, congregation member took the time to get to know me. That really isn't important. Go and ahead. I think
1: that what's so important for us to consider in that is that we should not be welcoming people so that people might become members of Bethany.
0: No, exactly. We should be
1: welcoming people because these people need to know God cares for them. And it would be somehow, I think it would be absolutely wonderful. We wouldn't even know it happens, but somebody would be at First Presbyterian Church and they would be asked, you know, so what, what makes you want to join today? And they're like, well, I was really struggling a few years ago, and I went around to some churches, and I happened to go to Bethany Lutheran Church, and the people there were so friendly and so welcoming that it made me realize that having God in my life is really exciting. Now, I didn't go back to Bethany because it was either too long of a drive or whatever, or whatever, and so I ended up here, but it's really Bethany Lutheran Church that brought me to First (laughs) Presbyterian, and not because we weren't Bethany and because we weren't good, but because... Our goal was to show them God's love, right. not to say, hey, if we're friendly enough, we might get a new member. Right? <laughs> that, it's a, and that's why, you know, people would look around and say, why, uh, why I greet that person? I don't know them. And, and, and this, we're just asking you to be that, that presence of God's love for them. Just at that moment, right, that might turn in they might be the greatest blessing that Bethany receives in the in the, in the you know the next ten years, and they might go on and be a wonderful blessing somewhere else. What's so important is they know that God is a blessing upon them
0: mhm that's why we should that's hospitality. what it's about exactly, and they're so yeah, so let's talk now let's think ahead. Um, I, we wanted to also just take a little time, for those of you interested, about how we're going to kind of be moving into this with the fall rolling around. Sure. So our um, official kickoff date, Rally Day, as we call it, is scheduled for September 11th, right after Labor Day there. Um, yeah, Gary, how how are we going to be living this out uh, on that <laughs> Sunday?
1: That's good. It's a complete morning that day. Yeah, yeah. We, of course, are going to have worship. traditional worship, 10 o'clock worship with Children's Church. Yep. Wonderful opportunities for our families. We're going to have Children's Church, again, that faith formation activity that's locked into worship that makes it a part of it. And then we're just gonna enjoy spending time with one another. Our Embrace team will be out there greeting people, letting them know that they are loved and cared for. We're going to have breakfast that that morning, actually sponsored by Operation One Nation, one of our outreach teams toward veterans. So, all of those things come together in that package on September 11th. And then it'll be extended as to when did you tell us about what's Wednesday going to happen the next Wednesday night? Exactly.
0: And that's the fun thing, too, is that Wednesdays are also a complete day of all the ministry teams at Bethany. And so, Wednesday nights include, of course, a lot of faith formation. There's an adult ed um, Bible study class, there's our confirmation program, as well as the Camp Bethany for elementary school students. And then in addition to that, we're also the time of worship, one, in the sense that our choirs rehearse on Wednesday night. And so they are preparing to lead us in worship uh, in the weeks ahead. But also our high schoolers, along with some young adults, are putting together a time of worship kind of at the end of the evening around seven o'clock or so after education wraps up. Of just a short little, almost camp style worship service in the chapel. So, we're really excited to include that as kind of part of the faith formation, too, because there's yeah. a lot of faith that's formed just through um, singing songs, acts of worship, and some small proclamation. And then, of course, the hospitality side of it is that everyone's welcome to be a part of this, but there's also a meal. That's a great part. Um, the meal kind of <laughs> yes. kicks off the whole evening, and it's just been that has been so fun when we started this last year to just see the wide variety of people because you've got a three-year-old to an 83-year-old all in the fellowship hall together enjoying one another's company enjoying the meal and just having a good restful time Um, and and the outreach piece to all of this of course is that we really want this evening to be for everyone Uh, Wednesday night is a great place to invite family and friends people who might not know if they want to get connected with church um, but it has already served in that capacity. Yeah. Seeing a lot of um, members of, uh, people, families from Beck, our childhood center downstairs, or MOPS, the Mothers of Preschooler program here, they've all kind of engaged in Wednesday nights, and we hope yeah. we hope that continues, and then some, that more people would come and reach out and be a part of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity for people to understand that
1: what we do as a church is to look at you as individuals, look at you as as families, and say, we're here to be whatever we need to be and whatever you need on any given time. Mm-hmm. And that what we really want to do is just be that place where you can really be you in all aspects of who you are and know that, yes, you are loved just the way you are. And with a little luck, you won't stay that way.
0: <laughs> That's right. Well said. I think it's great to, uh, given the cycle of knowing love and showing love and how it can perpetuate oneself, that we have these two great spaces, one on Sunday, and then one in the middle of the week on Wednesday right. too, to to continue to to reengage that cycle, because you can you know forget about it and get lost in it as we go out into sure. the world from time to time, and just know that there's these two big spaces as well as uh, all sorts of other stuff on other days of the week as well, right? But that we're constantly trying to move into it. Um, Hey, well, this has been good. You should come on the podcast sometimes, Gary. This is good. What's, what's happened all summer. Where have we been? Uh, anything to add before we close out?
1: Just to know what an open invitation this is. Yeah. For anybody listening, uh, much of what we do at Bethany, you can engage on a live stream. So if you're not in the Denver metro area, if you can't be on campus, we're trying to grow and grow in God's love and make more and more things available, like this podcast that can be available whether you're in the Denver metro area or not. But just know that you have a place at Bethany and that we are are, are always just so deeply touched by the ministry that, that touches you and the way you want to share it.
0: Well, Gary, thanks for coming on. Listeners, thank you uh, for listening to this podcast. Feel free to share it with family and friends. And hey, why don't you go no love and show love today? Stay in peace.